Good morning, Corey. How are you doing? I'm good, Eric. How are you doing today? Fantastic. You you are such an educator on this show because you're making us aware of who, what, where, why, when, and how. Because, I mean, this this used to be that well-kept secret, and now not not so much. People are actually, you know, wondering if they are a hoarder. Yeah, I think the show has actually brought a lot of awareness to it. That's probably the, the best outcome that we could have asked for, to be honest. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you're just exploiting these people. And, you know... Yes, to a degree, we have to show their story, but so many people, you know, can relate to the struggles of either the hoarder or the family, depending on which side they're on, because this affects 5% of our population. Um, So, you know, if 5% of our population are hoarders, that means about 95% of our population is dealing with one. So I, I love the fact that so many people are aware, not only that this problem exists to such vast numbers, but also that there are a lot of resources that are ready to help them. And what, what's really neat here is that you, you, you really kind of open up my eyes as to the definition of a hoarder. What about these people with storage garages and things like that, where, you, where they go to the storage shed? Are, and my wife called it a storage hoarder when, when they go to these, you know, these different buildings and things like that. I mean, aren't there several different layers of it? Yeah, you kind of broke up there, but I, I understand kind of the question about, you know, storage and stuff. It, the problem with storage is, and the reason we don't use it on the show is because I know these people will never go visit their stuff. They'll never get their stuff out of storage. And it's just another uh, monthly drain on them. Um, so usually when we see storage and multiple storage containers, it's because their house is completely full. And so then they'll do a clean out and they'll put it all in storage and they'll fill their house up again. Uh, we just worked with a a well-known movie star, to be honest, in LA, who has 16 storage units uh, throughout the country uh, and, a, and a full mansion. So we just got their home emptied. And now uh, Friday, we just did a, one of their storage units. And it's, it, it's heartbreaking to sit back and watch for sure. You know, it's not about money. It's not about status. It's this thing affects everybody. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask you about that. Those that, you know, when, when you when you step into a home and and and, me, and they refill to me, it reminds me so much of when people, you know, you know, go pay off their credit cards where they're just going to start buying again. And don't people do that? It's in, in their own homes. You can go in there and clean it out. But if you come back in six months, are you going to see it all over again? Yeah. So, of course, I mean, hoarding has a 97 percent recidivism rate. So 97 out of 100 are going to go right back to it if we only focus on cleaning out their house instead of helping them change the behavior. And so that's what we try to do is, you know, we work with them to get into therapy, support groups, work with organizers, have a safety net in place that if people start to see clutter when they're visiting them, come back, we can cut it off before it becomes a problem. And, and then we can completely reverse it, you know, but they have to follow along with this plan in order to succeed. Now, one of the one of the things that that I find fascinating about this, when you talk about the psychological effect, I know that you know because because we have that fear that that we because we've been married for thirty one years that we, that we're hoarders, but the, so we're we're doing this thing. We read about this thing called a Swedish death cleaning. The emotional connection, dude. I can't. I know what we're going through. I I can't imagine what you go through when you when you step into someone else's life and have to deal with this. Yeah, that's where the psychology comes in. I mean, honestly, I don't have a degree. I never went to school for it, but man, you learn fast. And after 28 years of working side by side with them, you learn what works. And that's why like for any new employee or franchise that we sell, we have an eight hour psychology class that I teach them on specifically hoarding, what to say, what not to say, but more importantly, why people hoard. So how they're getting there in the first place, what types of things they hoard, because I can tell a lot about a person just by seeing what is in their house. And then the whole afternoon is spent on you know, how to make the most progress and getting into the deep psychology of, you know, how their mind is working when you're going through their stuff, what to say, what not to say, questions to ask, you know, that's the fascinating part for me is, is truly the psychology behind these people because they're so different. 
You know, they really aren't. You can't come at them with a template that you follow right. to make success. It won't work. Right. You know, one of the things that I've always kind of thought in the back of my mind is, what does it smell like? When you, when you walk into a house, I just can't imagine. Because even paper, if they're collecting books and things like this, there's still a scent to that paper. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say they're, they're all unique, but they're not. <laughs> Some might be, but for the most part, you know, for the most part, it just smells like, you know, dust and stagnant air. And then you go to the animal houses and animal houses smell a certain way. You go to a house that has rodents and you know right away because you pick up on that smell. So there's like 10 different degrees of smells coming from a hoarder's house and, and you'll kind of pinpoint each one. Oh, this one has mold and I can smell the mildew or it's, that's another just fascinating thing that over time you just, you can almost identify what's underneath all the layers just mm-hmm. by the odor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what have, what, what have you done that's changed you? In other words, e- each one of the stories is, has got to be just an open book for you to take great notes and, and, and just, and, you know, kind of just identify with what's going on so you can help people beyond the TV show. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, this eight hour psychology class that I give is 100% based off people that I've worked with. I've never gone and sat on a lecture where I listened to an actual psychologist talk and it, I learned just from working with them and every hoarder I work with, there's a takeaway. Cause like I said, they're so unique and so different that every single one, you know, you have to work with in their own unique way. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge and the most rewarding part of what I do. I don't care who you are, how smart you are, what you've done in your life, how difficult you're going to be. I am up for that challenge. And uh, you know, I embrace it because that's, that's the victory for me is getting them past whatever their hangups are. Is hoarding hereditary? In other words, if I'm going to be a hoarder, so are my kids? Yeah, absolutely. There's an abnormality in the frontal lobe of the brain, and there's something on chromosome 14 that gets passed down from generation to generation. And we see it. uh, We see it in a lot of people. So a lot of the hoarders we go on, they have a first degree relative that also hoards. God, I would love to go through your notes. I, I honestly do. I, I'm, I'm a writer. So, I mean, I just, I just, the way you break things down just fascinates me in, in, in the greatest ways. Yeah, it's a fascinating disorder. And I think that's why it has such a huge following. I, I really do. It's so unique, but so prevalent. So that's what's so weird is, and when I go train code enforcement officers, that's what I tell them. I say, look, you can't, you can knock on a hundred doors and yes, they're all going to be full of stuff, but that person standing in front of you, they're so unique that you cannot bring out your clipboard and start doing check boxes. <laughs> You're never going to make progress. And that's why they're on your, that's why they're on their, your caseload for 10, 20 years because you don't get that. Wow. A&E, so I man. try to train them. A&E yeah. is your platform. And, and here you go with another season. Once again, I'm just so proud of you that you have made we as a generation uh, just, you know, aware of what's going on and what, what we can do to help our own families. Yeah, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. And watch Monday night at nine o'clock because it's a doozy. I'll be, <laughs> I can't tell you more than that, but it's it's one for the record books for sure. Excellent. Will you be brilliant today? Okay, sir. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you. Have a great day out there in nature. I wish I was with you. Oh, it's gorgeous <laughs> out here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs>